This is the film wrap up. They wanna know, we tell them once and they still ask us. The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup. We never chill, ask them. When they come to film raps, bro, we keep it real, that's us. Mike check one, two, one, two. Welcome to the fifth installment of the film wrap up. And once again, I am your host, your co-host, that is, the film feed himself. And I'm here with my co-host, the rap nerd. You know what's up. Let's get it popping. How you doing, bro? Nah, nah, we're gonna dead that right now, bro. That we not we're not calling you the rap nerd anymore. It's either Jason Nolan, <laughs> Jason Snyder, Jason Tarantino. Cause uh, I, I promise you, I'm never calling you Jason the rap nerd anymore, bro. You 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 a director, director now, bro. Oh man, I'm not gonna lie, you caught me on guard. I I, I did ask thought you was like restarting the whole junk. <laughs> you hit me with. It. <laughs> oh man, you got me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, I'm shooting a little something. Shooting a little something, something. Keep going, now, hush. But it'll be coming, you know, next month. Yes, sir. So look out for that. So how's your week? How, how's it been going, man? How's the past two weeks been treating you? Uh, it's just been been moving, like you said. Like we about to be in October, um, and in in a week or you know, with a week or something like that. Yeah, we like we gonna be in yeah, October, bro. finishing off the year. You know, that's crazy, man. But how's crazy. marriage life been treating you, bro? I don't think I forgot. <laughs> This guy. Yeah, now, it's like yeah. what you said, though. It's exactly what you said. Though. It's not much has changed, bro. It's business as usual. Yeah, that's, that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah, just like once you get, you know, with the titles and all of that, once you get through that, man, it's business as usual. Yeah. Well, I wish you lovebirds a happy marriage forever because that's what we're doing. And just happy for you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Right. Now, let's get into this. Wonder Woman 84. Uh-huh. It's been pushed back so much, I don't even believe it's coming out, but they claim it's going to drop Christmas Day. What do you think about that? Uh, listen, man. I'm. This movie was originally was supposed to come out last year, I believe. Was it June of 2019 or something like that? Yeah. I, I think it might have been later because they wanted to keep June for this year, kind of like how... Its original release was, yeah. So I think it was like probably November of 2019, yeah. And then it got it got pushed back into June of 2020, and then it got pushed back to October, and now mm-hmm. it's December. Mm-hmm. At this point, man, I think I'm glad if it does come out in October, but I think there's a bigger problem and like to focus on right now. And to me, it's a mishandling that Warner Brothers been doing with all these properties in 2019. Yes, they they oh my god. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like you, you push back this movie this year alone at least three times, and then you release Tenet, ill-advised, and now, in my opinion, the numbers don't look that great. Mm-mm. So for Wonder Woman to come out in Christmas, any any normal day, Christmas release for Wonder Woman, that's a billion dollar, easy billion dollars because mm-hmm. Aquaman came out around that time. It it pushed a billion. Yeah. So marketing wise, that's smart, but. I don't see with how the box office is looking right now. I don't see people running to theaters even in December. I, I think they should. They should have, and they should still push it back a little further into 2021. What you think? Yeah, they need to because I'm telling you, they're not going to make a lot of money off of it. Like you said, you saw the tenant numbers, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not even sure where it's at. But I don't even think it's cracked 200 million yet. Has it? Mm. Yeah, it's at 250, uh, 250? as of this weekend. 
Yep. Yeah, two fifty total, and it, it it's been out for how long? Uh, I, three weeks, I believe. Yeah, three this weeks. Is the third week. And you know, by this time, usually this is when the movies start to stall out as far as like exactly. the numbers. So I don't see it just jumping up and increasing that much more. So it's kind of like you released a movie that cost two fifty, you made two fifty back, which means you you're pretty much red. Like if you make your money back, you gotta you gotta make. I don't know the numbers. You know, there's a lot of uh, movie math whizzes out there that say specific numbers, but I know damn sure you need to make more than what you spent as a movie to mm-hmm. make something. You know what I mean? Because you're not accounting for marketing, which they did a whole lot for this movie. You know what I mean? So exactly. I, I just don't see them releasing Wonder Woman um, in December, and I, and if they do, that is not smart. I would definitely see it, but if you're talking about numbers, no, no. Yeah, without a doubt, uh, it comes out of December. I'm for sure seeing it. But I don't think you're going to make um, as much money as you would like a typical year. There's there's no reason for you to put it out in December. Like Warner Brothers needs to just relax. Like the, obviously, do, though, pan- yeah, man. Obviously, this pandemic is not letting up anytime soon. But like they keep People constantly like, like, oh, my bad, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, it's just like they keep releasing like new footage and uh-huh. images. I'm like, bro, stop doing that because it, you're watering the product down. You keep a new teaser here, a new trailer there, a new image here, a new like you not you don't have much more to even give. You know what I mean? You didn't show Cheetah already, so it's like, well, where else are you gonna go to keep people wrapped up into the film? You know what I mean? I agree a hundred percent. Like, I don't know what they're banking on. Cause let's say this pandemic is what it's over around December. You think the first thing that's in people's mind is going to be like, oh, let me go see a movie. No. That's the last thing that would be on my mind. Well, me, I'm, I'm a you know a movie head, and that's what we do. But like the general audience, they're, they're not going to theaters right off the bat to see a movie. You're better no, off not. 2020. I mean, 2021, so foolish. Well, speaking of movies that release this year, Disney took a different approach to this. Because they recently released Mulan, which um, instead of putting it out in theaters, they released it directly to Disney Plus. And I guess you had to pay $30 to watch it. And reportedly, and I believe it's been two to three weeks since it's been out, it has made $261 million. Wow. That is bananas. Crazy. What do you think about that? That's, man, uh, that's... The funny thing about this situation is... I saw this coming. You remember when we had these discussions, you know, back you know, mm-hmm. in episode one or two, whichever one it was. But we was like, yep. if you release a blockbuster film on streaming, people will buy it. So the numbers don't really surprise me. But what surprises me most that is this movie proving that point. That's the part that I was like, huh, really? Mulan made that much? It didn't really have the best word of mouth. And the price seemed kind of crazy. So mm-hmm. I'm just like imagining, you know, we was talking about Wonder Woman, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I don't want to see Wonder Woman at home, you know, I much prefer to see it on a big screen. But it just makes me think even more like, what if they put a huge blockbuster like that, or No Time to Die, or Halloween Kills mm-hmm. on video on demand, but for like $20 to $15? And it just makes me wonder, like, how much money would they bring in? You know what I'm saying? It's interesting. Oh, yeah. Definitely. If Mulan, you know, made 261, a movie like Wonder Woman or a new James Bond, which is 
I think the last James Bond in the Daniel Craig era, that's definitely making more than that easily with his mm-hmm. eyes closed. Mm-hmm. Man, to be to be honest, I'm I was shocked when I saw those numbers. I had, I had to I had to look it up, double take. I'm like Mulan 261 in three weeks, all digital. That that's crazy. Yeah. And the crazier part to me is the fact that I just said um Tenet made 250 after three weeks and Mulan made 261. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? A Christopher Nolan movie may would make less money than Mulan in twenty twenty. That's insane. Very that insane. shows you. Yeah, that shows you that um times are changing, man. People do not want to go to the theaters, they're scared. And um if studios, I guess, wisen up even though, you know, to me that's I'm still a movie going guy. That might be the way. Yeah, and you know, it leads me to like the next point we about to get into. Like, mm-hmm. do you, with, with the success of that VOD, do you think that it could change? And do you think other studios are gonna look at it and be like, hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that might not be a bad idea? Like, like, what do you think about that? Yeah, me. Like I said, I'm a movie going guy. I love the movie going experience. But I'd be, <laughs> it would be ludicrous for me to not say that studio should, you know, sit back and take a look at this. Mm-hmm. Because cause this changes things big time. We still don't know how... I know I said Wonder Woman should be going to 2021. We still don't know what 2021 is going to look like. Mm-mm. And all these studios have these movies to release. They can't wait forever. And um, if Mulan... I don't know what the budget was. If it makes three, four hundred million digitally, I, I don't see why a studio wouldn't consider releasing their movies, you know, straight to streaming. I personally, like I said, I it's not my go-to. I, I like the movie experience, like watching Tenet in the big screen, hearing, you know, the, the surround system. Mm-hmm. It gave me chills, dude. So I, I don't get that watching it at home. It's a different type of film. Yeah, it is. But yeah, marketing-wise, it, it makes sense. So I could see studios going to that. Yeah, because it's like you said, man, we don't know when the end is going to come because mm-hmm. the coronavirus was announced I guess like in the news since actually 2019 I remember it was late 2019 if I'm not mistaken wasn't it like was it October of, of 2019 when it got like really put onto the news airwaves like the yeah, coronavirus like, exists uh, exactly it was like October November but they were only talking about it happening in China so around that time that's when it was first announced so i didn't think much of it back then but yeah yeah yeah. and and here we are about to be a year later and there's still no vaccine for it so it's like i mean you don't want to do it but you gotta you gotta florist like it's the same way these companies are opening up their places again and just kind of like hey wear masks it's like Mm -hmm. movies just isn't one of those places that people want to wear a mask at it just is what it is and if you want to stay afloat, some of these movies got to get released, man. Like I even see some theaters, I, theaters, excuse me. I even see some studios probably releasing films and then releasing them early on VOD just to help build some money. Like I'm surprised Tenet isn't out on VOD yet. Like seriously. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know what Tenet is doing. I'm because uh, this past weekend they made I believe four point three, four point seven in the box office, mm-hmm. and that's their third week. That is. Whew. That's not pretty. No. I don't think they have much to lose at this point. So you have HBO Max, Warner Brother. I, I personally, I think you should throw it on there, and I guarantee you're going to see a spike. Oh, for sure. Your, without a doubt. Because I'm somebody that I would actually buy it again just to watch it. Like, because I, I, I want to see it again. I swear I would. 
but I'm not like I'm not going to be there again to see. You know, that was it's a one mm-hmm. and done for that. You know, but mm-hmm. throw it on VED, VOD for you know 15 beans or something. 20, I'll I'll watch it again. Ah man, I can't believe we came to this time, man. Where we gotta watch movies and VOD. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of movies, and we're just talking about Disney. Disney owns the MCU, and you know they Disney fied the MCU in my opinion, but that's that's <laughs> another subject. <laughs> so uh, Thor supposedly is not leaving, or Chris Hemsworth is not done with the character after Love and Thunder. What do you think about that? Do you think that's good news? Do you think that's bad news? Are you surprised by that? What's your thoughts? No, I'm not surprised at all. Like, <laughs> I'm not surprised. Like, Chris Hemsworth knows Thor is a, is an easy cash check that he can get. He's been mm-hmm. playing the, the character for how many years? It's going on 10 plus years he's been as Thor. Um, yeah, because I think it came out in 2011, the first Thor. Yeah, so we're, we're about to be on 10 years of him playing Thor. He knows the mm-hmm. character. He even has gotten his way, and he's allowed to do the character how he wants. So yeah. for him, I feel like it's an easy paycheck. He can come in. Um, even, and at this point, I think they're probably going to even make him like not even like a full character movie he may just do cameos like show up with guardians of the galaxy or whatever it is mm-hmm. so he don't have to do no easy no no heavy lifting so it's easy paycheck now mm-hmm. do i think it's good or not is a toss-up because like i said man like excuse me the mcu's creative choices to me like I don't know, man. It's just not there. I don't. I don't know if they're gonna even try to do anything different with the character, mm-hmm. or is it gonna keep him being the same way? I don't know. I, I really. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Oh uh, well, prior to I say 2011, 2012, the first Thor movie came out, and then Avengers came out. Thor was my favorite uh, Avenger out of all of them. I liked them more than Iron Man. I liked them than Captain America. And then um, even Infinity War, he, he got in some. But then Endgame and some of, um, what's that movie? Rag, Ragnarok, if you want to call it that. I, I, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, the, I don't know if I could even call it evolving the character. The creative choices that they did with Thor. It's, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, that's the they weird had, part, uh, man. It's like, weird. Like I don't understand. They made him a comedic relief. It seems the MCU has an issue with their strong characters. Mm-hmm. For example, Guardians of the Galaxy Drax, the dude that's trying to kill Thanos for ki- killing his family, one of the strongest members on there, mm-hmm. comedic relief. Don't even get me started with the Hulk. Oh my God, <laughs> he's not even. I'm, I'm Look, not even calling bro, him that anymore. I'll do you one better. Do you know what Drax's origin is in 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 the comics? I believe um his well I did not from the comics from the first Guardians, uh, Thanos killed his oh no it was was it Thanos or yeah it was Thanos Ron, yeah that killed his family or something like that right and he wanted and he wanted revenge yeah but uh, take it a step further right in the comic books mm-hmm. that happens but Drax is reborn in the body of a of a war god to take on oh, Thanos really yes that's why seeing him act like this and do this it's just like bro what what is going on. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I, I think he's given Kronos' body. Or, it's, I forgot who, whose it was, but he's given somebody's body because whoever he ran into, I forgot, I'm, I'm butchering this for all the Marvel you know, heads out there. But you know what mm-hmm. I mean. He, he, he's reborn into a new body 
to mm-hmm. kill Thanos. That's why they call him Drax the Destroyer because he went on a rampage. He's looking for Thanos, and to see him just summed up to like comic relief like this, it's like, come on, man. Yeah, and it seems like a pattern that the MCU is doing, like I'm saying. But so normally, hearing that Thor, you know, is going to be more Thor after the, I believe this is the fourth one, would normally get me excited. But after seeing Endgame and you know Fat Thor and all of that. It's, I'm not that excited, and I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised because I thought this movie, Natalie Portman's character was supposed to take the mantle from you know Chris Hemsworth. So, eh, I guess more Thor, yay. Yeah. Unless they revamp his character, I'm I'm not that interested. You know, so it is what it is. Yeah, I'm I'm not interested that much. And I'm mm-hmm. shoot, speaking of MCU, mm-hmm. my boy Jonathan Majors. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. my man off of Lovecraft and the Five Bloods. He's being <laughs> cast for Kang in Ant-Man 3. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to let you speak on this before I do. So, what do you think? <laughs> See, now, this is some Marvel news I could get excited for. Mm-hmm. And the main reason is, you you spoke on it. Lovecraft, oh my God. Did you see yesterday's episode? Yes, I did. Jesus. Woo! Yeah, but besides that... This dude's been killing it. He is a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. I personally, because of you, actually, I wanted him to be John Stewart because you brought that to my attention. He's, he's and perfect, I thought that right? was beyond perfect. I thought that was perfect casting. Mm-hmm. But King, the, oh my God, that's, bro, that's a big, big, big bad in the MCU. That's like almost Thanos level. Mm-hmm. So to, to give him a meaty role like that, I think it's fantastic. But what I'm a little pessimistic about is that they have him in Ant-Man 3. Yes. <laughs> I don't... Uh, That's why I hopefully, to before I did. Yeah, hopefully it's just like a little cameo. You know how the first, I think, either Guardians and Guardians and the first Avengers, Thanos was, you know, they showed him quickly. He had a little, he had a little role, but he was in the main focus. Mm-hmm. I hope that's what they do because a villain that powerful going against the mcu's version of ant-man makes no sense to me it'll be wasted (laughs) so i hope like they're just planting the seeds for you know for him to be further down in the mcu because it will take the avengers to beat somebody like that what do you think about this see and and what you said is what i was thinking like my first initial thought was like come on bro you're gonna be an ant-man villain like come on like (laughs) and you know you know, people were like, yo, but it might be this. And, you know, like you said, it might be just, a, you know, a cameo. But it's just fearful because, like you said, with Thanos, they never announced who the actor was for Thanos. He just kind of showed up and you're like, oh, shit, that's Thanos. You know what I'm saying? That is true. And I just hope they don't give him the Ultron treatment, yo. Like, oh, my God. Stop. They, they, they use him as like a, a um, just a, a, a scapegoat to like usher in, you know, mutants or something because he's a time mm-hmm. traveler. So, yeah. I'm just really hoping that's not what they're making him be. Now, if they don't do that and it's just kind of introducing him and he's going to be the big bad for like a couple of movies, I'm all for it because that's what Kane deserves. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know, bro. Like, you can't, you coming up with this casting news just makes me feel like he's going to be just an Ant Man and that's going to suck unless Ant Man's going to end up being like some Civil War type stuff where mm-hmm. it involves other characters. Then I can get down with that, but. I, I just don't know. If if they water him down to Ant Man villain, I promise you, I'll never forget the MCU after that. <laughs> I, I let them get away with a lot, bro. That that right there would be the last straw. No, I agree. You with have you. A up. 
Yeah, you have this up-and-coming actor that's been killing it, and you have one of your strongest and most popular villains combining. There's no way. Like, everybody was wondering what's next after Thanos. What's next? Like, boom, it's literally handed to you on a silver plate. Mm-hmm. Please, MCU, don't screw this up. For real, man, because... Oh. Well, speaking on villains, we're talking about how strong Marvel villains are, this and that. In my opinion, there's no better villain than, you know, the Joker. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right. I know last year you saw the movie with Joaquin Phoenix made over a billion dollars. He won the awards and all of that. Perfect ending. Now there's reports and rumors going around that supposedly that he was offered $50 million for two Joker sequels. Now my question to you, yeah, exactly. My question (laughs) to you is, do you believe this? And do you think it's a good idea if it is true? Um, I don't believe it, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. Just just the way they spoke about it, you know, initially, I don't believe it. But mm-hmm. if they were to do it, what I think they would do, and I think this would be, now this would be an amazing idea. Mm-hmm. You know that story, you know, the three Jokers? I've heard, yeah, how there's three Jokers out there, yeah. Yeah, where each one has a different, like, origin story. Mm-hmm. Now, if they were going that route to where, like, okay, Joker 1 was Arthur Fleck. And mm-hmm. then Joker 2 was a whole different, you know, origin story of how he became Joker. And the third mm-hmm. one was a whole different one. Now that I'm cool with. I think that's actually pretty tight to be able to keep revamping the character to see, like, exploring the ideas of his origin and what they would be. That's dope. But if they're going to mm-hmm. do a continuation, no. Nah. No. Nah. Like, <laughs> what about you? What you think of that? I don't do, like do this you at think- all. <laughs> Like right off the bat, like I heard this rumor, it made me stick to my stomach, bro. And not because I love the Joker. That movie was fantastic and it deserved all the awards it won. My issue with this, first of all, I don't believe it. And the reason I don't believe it, I don't know if you remember way, way, way back then in like 2012, 2013, Dark Knight Rises came out and they're, I guess, getting ready to do Batman for Superman. And they're, you know, trying to cast Batman. That was before Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. And supposedly, uh, they offered Christian Bell $50 million to do the role. Mm. This sounds like the exact same, like, rumor. And that was fake. So I'm thinking this is fake as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, the reason I don't like this is because the first Joker ended so perfectly. Yeah. What made that movie for me was the fact that it felt so grounded and real. Mm-hmm. And you, like, even though he was the villain, you rooted for him because you saw, like, he was forced to be who he was. And I feel like if you continue upon that, it's just going to turn into a typical comic book movie. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I felt like what they established in the first Joker was perfect. You don't need to expand on, like, just leave it how it was. You even got Batman's origin in that. Mm-hmm. Like to do sequels, it's you know it's unnecessary. Yeah, it is. you're not you're not gonna hit lightning. You're not gonna catch what lightning twice in a bottle. Just perfect ending. Let just it go. Leave it at that. Yeah, yeah I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, shoot. Uh, speaking of DC and, and mad versions of characters, <laughs> <laughs> Flashpoint man. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I swear, every week it's it's somebody being added. Like like now supposedly there could be more cameos like bale supposedly supposed to be in it Clo- clooney's supposed to be in it 
as mm-hmm. their Batmans and Nicolas Cage is supposed to be in it because you know he was almost Superman I think is was it a yep. I think they wanted to make a Superman movie after Batman Forever yeah. or something like that yeah it? and Tim's Bur- I think it was Tim um, Burton's a Batman he was supposed to be the Superman there yeah and he was supposed to be there and supposedly they're gonna have him in a movie and a whole bunch of other madness like mm-hmm. I don't know do you believe any of this and, and if so like what do you think about that man to be honest this sounds like a complete mess to me <laughs> <laughs> i i i that's a part of me that doesn't believe it and there's a part of me that believes it a little bit and the reason that is i didn't watch it but i saw the clips and you know i read the articles CW did their uh, Crisis of Infinite Earths, I believe that's what it was. Oh yeah, and they primarily and they primarily starred, um, you know, the Flash going to different universes and all that, and they pretty much did almost the same thing where he's, you know, he was in Titans, he was in all these different universes. So this kind of feels like they might do the same thing here. Even I believe Ezra Miller was Miller was um in the show itself. I think um it sounds a little bit convoluted at this point why so many characters like at, at a certain point i think it's just gonna get old you know you already have ben affleck which is confirmed you got michael keaton which is confirmed don't get me wrong though bell pop pops up <laughs> okay i'm losing my <laughs> exactly but I, I think they might overdo it because it's not just Clooney. they were talking about they're talking about um brennan roth roof whatever that plays um superman the old superman that who 2008 one superman returns that complete garbage trash movie that came out back then oh yeah 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 Whew, yeah i believe Derek he's supposed to repraise his role in this so and, and nicholas cage as superman bro how wild is that <laughs> <laughs> i mean like i don't understand what this flash movie like what what the story's supposed to be because it was supposed to take i guess some of flashpoint but now I'm hearing Reverse Flash is not even the main villain and that it's supposed to be Mirror Master or something. Like, I have no clue what they're doing with this. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm trying to stay ambitious about it just because, you know, I'm a DC DC guy more so in, in the movie verse. But uh-huh. I don't know what the hell is going on, honestly. like I'm confused, bro. Like At first I was like, oh, hell yeah. You know, he goes back, you know, uh, uh, to a few different places. He sees the old... Uh, you know, whatever, and then he ends up messing the timeline up, and he's in the timeline with Keaton. Oh, that's cool. You know, it could be, you know, a, a door open for for something in that universe. But now I'm like, with all mm-hmm. this stuff, it's like, bro, is this a Flash movie or, or or what? Like, exactly. And it just sucks though because I feel like they're doing all of this mm-hmm. to, to to clean up the execs at WB screw up. It's mm-hmm. messed up that they tasked, you know, Andy. And I think her name is Christina Hudson, the writer. Yeah, yep, yep. It's messed up that they tasked them this big, heavy lifter. Like, okay, let's clean up the continuity. And I want the Flash to make sure they show everything so everything can be like, oh, it's all one thing. You know, it's all multiverses. Everything is canon. All because the stupid-ass execs did, you know, releasing the Snyder Cut now. And this is, this is all this movie is, is a cleanup. And it just sucks that. His first Flash movie has to be that, but I'm hoping it ends up turning out to be special because that's the other thing mm-hmm. too. If they if they do it right and actually pull it off, it could be something very special. Like honestly, oh that's true. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's up in the air. I don't, you know, I'm hoping for the best, but right now I'm just like, what the hell? 
Yeah, that I agree 100% with what you just said there. Because what other thing that we're not talking about is Andy. That he's actually what the third, fourth director that's been you know tapped into make this film mm-hmm. and it's like what you said it just seems like they're just trying to you know fix the timeline or whatever because they got supposedly the ju- um zack snyder's justice league doesn't even you know connect as an elseworld story so uh which it's, i don't it's believe weird. i yeah it makes no sense to me but you know what i'll wait and see we got what two more years hopefully that's you know out in theaters and not vod but by then mm-hmm. so i'm with it I'll, I'll wait and see now, we're just talking about Ben Affleck's Batman. My favorite Batman, I've said that multiple times, um, you know, that I got on screen. Supposedly, HBO Max want Affleck back as Batman for a project. Mm. What do you think about that? <laughs> Man. I'm going to let you know now. Like Affleck is my favorite Batman as well. Mm-hmm. And if they can talk him into doing that, man, I will be... Literally the happy like I, I won't ask for nothing else like bro like I'm, I'm good. You gave me this mm-hmm. Snyder cut. Um, you already given me you know Pattinson's Batman, which I think is still it looks like it's going to be the best Batman movie to exist. So that's mm-hmm. one check off the list. And then you're giving me something else. You're giving me the the, the, the best Batman a series with his Gotham. I'm I'm sold. I don't need nothing else, bro. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm good after that. So I'm hoping it's true. And I don't I don't think it's that out of the. Uh, I don't think it's it's too outstanding to believe because I mean he is back for the Flash, so something hooked him. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm I'm down for it all the way. What you think, bro? I'm praying this shit is true. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm I'm not even gonna lie to you, bro. When I heard this, I'm like, what? At first, you know, I wanted to be like, oh my, that's not true because reports are when he first when he left um. As Batman, I guess he wasn't enjoying himself. He, you know, he was done with the role. Mm-hmm. Just to have him back as a cameo on Flash, like that speaks volumes, in my opinion. Yeah, it does. And the new regime, yeah, and the new regime at AT and T and and HBO Max, like clearly things are clicking over there with Zack Snyder. And I know Ben, Ben and Zack, they get along pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping this is true. I don't care if it's a movie. I don't care if it's a show. No. Just anything would be fantastic. Yes. Because I know like he was supposed to come out with a movie way, way back then when with him and Deathstroke and Arkham and all of that. So if they could take that script that script script and like somehow I guess they're they're gonna have to dumb it down because that was built, you know, for a wide studio release and budget and all that. What? But if they could what? somehow You know what media Mm-hmm. Is the one that owns Warner Brothers, so and, and it goes back to the Snyder cut because I feel like that's kind of what it falls back on and why nothing has been confirmed. Mm-hmm. We want to see what the Snyder cut does because I remember when it got announced, Joe Meganello, the guy who plays Deathstroke, tweeted, yep. "You can get the real post-credit scene." So it has to be it's something with him and Batman. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like if the Snyder cut is a big thing, oh, ain't no telling, bro. Because like what they spent. It was rumored that they spent twenty million dollars, right, mm-hmm. on um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. But yeah, it's like twenty thirty or something. Like yeah, that, twenty thirty. Right? And then I remember back when Warner had their uh, was it the showcase for for Warner Media for for HBO Max. Mm-hmm. They were saying that they want to do independent, you know, movies. Well, not independent, mm-hmm. but like movies on their channel, and they'll gladly spend thirty to forty million on a film original. 
Because mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Lovecraft Country, that should cost. It has to cost a lot to make that. Mm-hmm. They they have some other show called what is it the uh, the Ridley Scott show I don't know if you've seen it I think it's like the wolves oh, or something yeah something with wolves I heard about it have you seen that like have you seen what that show looks like yeah it looks insane you, the budget does look crazy I'm I'm not gonna lie yeah so I'm just thinking like a Batman movie you could mm. you could do a Batman movie on 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 a on a smaller side of the budget bro you could mm-hmm. if you keep things practical for the most part mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying fam I'm I, I, you know I me mean? I'm just saying. <laughs> no, that's a good point because um that, that's the beauty with Batman's um villains. A lot of them are not super powered, so you don't mm-hmm. need all these special effects. Mm-hmm. Like you have like perfect example Deathstroke, Joker, mm-hmm. Two-Face, mm-hmm. even Bane. I know yeah he uses Venom or, or whatever, but you don't need CGI for that. No, you can get like, Batista big ass or somebody like like him. Exactly. Do a voiceover. <laughs> So I could see, you know what? That makes more sense. I could see about 40, 50 million for a Batman, Ben Affleck, because you know damn well they're going to make their money back. If Ben oh, Affleck comes sure. back, and, that's going to break records, bro. That will break records. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I could see that. I'd be down for that. Honestly, I want it to happen because that's the one thing I felt that we were robbed from. We never got to see Batman really interact with his villains. Yeah, we saw a little bit of Deadshot with a um, in the alley and Suicide Squad and him on top of the Joker's car, but you never seen him face to face with one of his villains. Yeah, you know, going at it. Just imagine, bro, Jared Leto and him in a, in a room together. Oh, crazy. Yeah, but yeah, I'm a, like I said, I hope that it's a possibility. Yeah, you know. Mm. Yeah, I know, right? The thought of it is just like, please, Lord, please, Lord, please, but um, please. Speaking of Warner Brothers, man, oh, things are getting spicy. Whew. Muy caliente. Ray, Ray Fisher is at their neck right now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is at their necks. Like, mm-hmm. every time they, they throw some type of insult, he, re, he retaliates with, like, well, this is actually the facts. And it's like, mm-hmm. and, and everything that he's responding with is so particular it's kind of like you can't say anything you know what i mean mm-hmm. like uh what do you think of this whole situation like where it's going you know we spoke about it a little bit but where it's currently at like what do you mm-hmm. see happening from this bro i do not know what to make of this <laughs> i've i've seen i've been you know involved like well paying attention to you know the hollywood and movies for a pretty long time i've never seen a situation like this ever mm-hmm and um, what makes this even crazier is the fact that now, recently, you had Jason Momoa step in. Oh yeah. And you know, inside with um, with um, Fisher. And in my opinion, from the outside looking in, because I know Warner Brothers, they you know they did their little releases talking about oh he wasn't cooperating with the investigator and all this and the third, mm-hmm. and then he dropped his shit. In my opinion. Warner Brothers, they're making themselves look like clowns right now. Yeah, they are. I I don't know what they thought they would accomplish. Even, they also did something else. I forgot what they did. Um, I, I think Heroic Hollywood or The Rap dropped something about how he's not corrupt. He's like, some nonsense. <sighs> the, <laughs> the management. That's all you can say. Yeah, the right. le- yeah, the legal team in Warner Brothers. What are you guys doing? Like, clearly really? something ha- yeah like clearly something happened behind scenes 
the man is not going to risk his career just for the hell of it. And now you have Jason Momoa. See, and that's just made up. Biggest mm-hmm. standpoint. No, no, I'm sorry to cut you up, but like you just saying mm-hmm. Jason Momoa's name, it's like that's like the biggest exactly slam of the gavel. Like he's saying something now. But go ahead, I just had to. No, that's per. That's good. that's good that you said that because a lot of whenever Ray Fisher would say something, everybody was like, "Well, why is he the only one saying something? No one else from the cast is saying anything." And then you have the man that has. Let me, let me break this down. He doesn't only have the biggest box office in the DCEU. His film made the most money out of any DC film, period. Exactly. More than all the Christopher <laughs> Nolan movies. And this man is... And he has a movie coming out in, what, two years? And he's standing up and speaking up against Warner Brothers? Or when, let me not say Warner Brothers against that clown, Josh Whedon. Mm-hmm. Like that—that that speaks volumes, bro. I just think Warner Brothers needs to get it together. Like, I don't see what you're trying to accomplish by trying to, you know, muddle his name. It, it, it's a lose-lose. Yeah. So just what do you think about there. it? Like him mm-hmm. and Jeff Johns, it's just you gotta you gotta deal with deal with him how it is. I mean, mm-hmm. here's the thing, bro. You can still use the dude's material that he didn't wrote. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. You know, the material isn't him as a person. If you do some wrong stuff. You need to go to jail for it. Point blank. Period. You need you you need to pay the price for treating people wrong. Point blank. Period. Doesn't matter. I you agree. know what I'm saying? So, so just drop the axe, investigate it like you're supposed to, and, and you know get him out of here. Because mm-hmm. Ray and all of them would not be coming out saying the stuff that they're saying if it wasn't despicable as it is. Exactly. They wouldn't. I just don't believe that. So Warner Brothers, get your stuff together. Honestly, at this point, I just want to know what happened, bro. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> clearly something happened if you got all these people speaking about it like just investigate it get it over like you're making it 10 times worse than it has to be like stop and, it you know what's crazy bro like I heard about this stuff uh-huh. like the next year after Justice League came out like people was like saying like oh there were some lines that Josh wanted to make them say but they was kind of like no I don't want to say that or no I don't uh-huh. want to do that and and I was just like no, ain't no, ain't no there's no way you know like I, I don't believe that they couldn't say that Mm-hmm. But now it's like, damn, all that stuff is really, really true, bro. Like, yeah, I didn't, I, I, I didn't hear that. Like the first time of me hearing it is when he first brought it up, Ray, Ray Fisher, that is. And it's not only Jason, um, the chick that was supposed to play Iris West, um, Kelsey Clemens, I think her name was. Yeah, she also said, I, you know, that hashtag, I stand with with Ray and all that. So she's also part of the Justice League uh, film. Her you know, even her part got cut out and all that. So something happened. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm baffled, man. Like, Just be careful, Warner Brothers, because you you're treading on ice, thin ice, right now. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> well, I have to go out and ask you this because you are the horror expert. Period. Okay. And um, I know uh, in Twitter, you know what? Let, let me let you. Let, let you, you know, start that. Because I, I believe this is a question that was asked to you on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's my man. Um, let me get his, his, his handle. Because I know I saw this. I tweeted it. And then you mm-hmm. was like, yeah, we got to talk about it. Because, like, you know, you know, I'm the horror junkie in this month. Yeah. Exactly. So my man, George, and I can't pronounce his last name, but it's N-D-E-B-E-L-E. He tweeted this interesting thing, right, about horror, about mm-hmm. 
who has who what era of horror films are the better films the 1980s or the 2010s and um it got me thinking because i was like this is a really good question because i'm looking at the list of what he he uh he made for each one and he said he picked the most popular films that were voted for on letter d so i'm gonna run through Mm -hmm. each one real quick just to get you an idea Mm -hmm. 2010 horror films he has um the lighthouse hereditary get out the conjuring the witch it follows the babadook suspiria cabin cabin in the woods midsummer raw it comes at night the wailing us mandy and it for 2010s Mm -hmm. now for the 80s he has the shining the thing nightmare on elm street aliens video room uh poltergeist evil dead friday the 13th pet cemetery child's play possession the fog the fly american werewolf in london reanimator and hellraiser now mm-hmm. i know i just spew a lot of names at you guys but i'm pretty sure if you listen into those names you instantly get like sparks of like oh I, I saw that i like that Da-da-da-da. i like that mm-hmm. and um for you i'm gonna ask you first before i get my opinion what do you think has has the best like horror um from the two and if you could name movies that i said or any even a movie that you can think of like what gives mm-hmm. the edge to that era uh, to me, it's not even remotely close, in my opinion, and not okay. And okay. I'm, <laughs> and I'm not saying it like as a bad thing. Like what that era is terrible. It's just one era really like stuck with me. Like stuck with me. Oh, I know and to me, what. is the it's the '80s, bro. It's not even remotely close. And the reason I say that that's my childhood. That's what I grew up on. I wasn't born in the '80s, but like the the films that I saw were from the '80s and um, the 2000s. They're great movies, but now I feel like they're teetering thriller more than horror itself. Like, like perfect example. Uh, let me see. Get Out, uh, Cabin in the Woods, The Lighthouse. I don't get scared watching them. <laughs> like, it's suspenseful and all that. And it's like Hereditary is probably the, one of the creepiest movies I've ever seen in my life. But I, I don't get scared. But growing up, Nightmare on M Street, bro. When I told you I was afraid to take a shower, go to sleep <laughs> when I was little. <laughs> Remember that scene when the chick was in the bathtub and Freddie's hand came from the bottom and yeah, bro. Oh my God. I didn't. I'm not even. I'm not even lying. I didn't take a shower for a week straight, bro. I was <laughs> petrified to go to bed. Bro, The Shining is one of my favorite movies of all time. Friday yes. the Thirteenth, bro. Like. I check. I used to check my closet before every night just to make sure Jason or even Halloween too. Michael is not in there, bro. Like those movies have a lasting effect, and they and they scared the shit out of me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Still to this day, bro. I, like my little sister, she had like dolls and all that. Like Chucky, I don't know, bro. Like they have a more lasting effect to me, and they actually scared me. Well, um, the 2010s is more psychological to me than scary. <laughs> So to me, it's the '80s hands down. What about you, man? You took the words right out of my mouth, bro. Literally, like, like that is literally how I summed it up. I'm like, to me, the 2010 movies, like you said, are just great movies to watch. Like they're really, really good, mm-hmm. and you can just watch them and have fun with them. But they're not scary. Like I'm looking at this at list all. right now, and I can't recall being scared, scared by like any of these movies. Like, um, mm-hmm. it follows one of my favorite horror movies, like of all time. Love it, love but, it. 
I wouldn't necessarily call it scary scary you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like you know, I mean and that kind of falls with the rest of the the, the 2010s movies where it's like I said the 80s man the shining bro this yo the scene when um was it Danny Mm-hmm. No, no, I don't think. Yeah, I, th- I think Danny saw it too. But when he walked into the the, the bathroom, and yeah, the bed, with the with, in the tub. Oh my god, bro, that I, that scared me so much that if if I walked into the bathroom and the curtain was like closed, I wouldn't go in there. I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. um, that like Nightmare on Elm Street. The thought of a, a guy who could go, come in your dreams and kill you. It, there's no escaping it. Like, what do you do? And one on this list, oh, terrified the shit out of me. Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. bro. Real? Out of all of them, that's the one that scared you? No, no, no. I mean, it's one. No, the Shining and Nightmare on Elm Street scared me, but that's one too. Because you might okay. not remember it, but there's this character in there called Hilda or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like tied to a bed, and she's like, oh, like, oh, uh, her like skin is gray. Oh, yeah, yep. Most just. just terrifying and you got hellraiser that just creeped me the hell out and again another one evil dead is so terrifying have you seen the original one i did uh what um damn i forgot his name yeah but i did see the original one oh it's terrifying bro so to me like you said it's 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 no competition as far as like which one is is the better respect Mm -hmm. 2010s great movies but I'm not scared by any of I agree a thousand percent. And honestly, like looking at the list that he put down for this, the 2010, only one movie came close to scaring me. And that was The Conjuring, bro. They're like yeah. the jump scares in there with just James <laughs> Wan, bro, is a mastermind. I don't know how he does it, but like, I believe what she was in the basement or wherever it was. And then the out of nowhere, done. Yeah, that that movie that's that's the one list that scared the shit out of me. I remember, yep. like, bro, like when the girl uh, got out, got out of her bed and was knocking her head on the on the closet, and then she yep. takes her back to the bed and she hears it again, and then the camera pans up and it's that thing on. T- oh my! Oh my god! I was thinking about the same scene or when she's under um under the steps like crawling. Bro, that movie was petrifying. When the mom got possessed, oh my god! Oh. And, and, oh my god yeah Woo. that's some good horror <laughs> yeah like james one is different like he's one of my mm-hmm. favorite directors because his eye for horror and just being able to pull the tension out of a scene so much before it even hits you is like horror mastery man like yeah i agree a thousand percent like it's just um the 80s move they're they're timeless bro like yeah. i could pop in uh halloween to uh, friday the 13th and then just watch it and still get that nostalgic you know feeling from way back then so that's like what 40 years from ago that, that's crazy yeah banana still holds up exactly all right so <clears throat> it's called a film wrap-up for a reason folks Mm-hmm. So let's get to some rap topics, you know what I'm saying? Let's 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 get into this. <laughs> so group let's let's do group versus group. You know, we did the artist versus artist last time with you know K Dot and J. Cole and it, it, it was for it had some good combo, you know what I mean? So I figured mm-hmm. let's do it again. So this time, who was the better group between D Block and Dipset? D 
let me know. Well, let me start off by saying I love both groups. Just because I'm going to have to pick one versus the other doesn't mean I don't enjoy, you know, the other. But for me, like the as far as better group, it's not, it's not, it's not that, cl- it's not close to me. Okay. There's okay. One, okay. <laughs> there's one group to me, like even going back, like I pur- I went back and I listened to something like, man, it's not even close. Like the other group had fire, and to me, the best group out of the two is easily Dipset. Mm. If we're talking <laughs> about group, easily, not remotely close. Now, if we're talking about best rapper. Jada Kiss is, is the best rapper out of all of them there, hands down. It's not to me, that's not close. But if, if we're talking about groups, like music wise, that it is dipset. Diplomatic immunity one, bro. There's not one tape that Dipset has that's better than that. I mean Dipset, what am I talking about? That D Block has that's better than that, in my Ooh, opinion. Oh boy. We are what is it? We are the streets, I believe, was um was my favorite uh D Block album. Yeah, mm-hmm. fire, but that's not coming close to a diplomatic community, bro. That's one of the all-time greatest uh, albums in rap history, in my opinion, bro. Mm, okay. And and I think Joe Wells is uh, is an underrated lyricist. He could spit. He out of anybody in that group was could could spit the best. So if we're gonna pick between the two, it's Dipset for me. What about you? <laughs> I said it with my chest. Okay. Um. With that fight, all right, let's, 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 it's a hard choice for me mm-hmm. because it's like, I'm, I'm the guy that always makes them more complicated than what it got to be. I'm sorry, <laughs> my listeners for always doing this, but I just have to, I, I kind of feel like how you were saying, like, if we're just talking about, um, rapping, mm-hmm. It's like, how, like you said, Kiss is, is the best MC out of everybody. Like, agreed a thousand percent. Anything that he's on is gonna be. You know what? Forget it. Dipset. That's what it is. It, 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 it is, what it is. <laughs> you went to all that just to say Dipset. Yeah, because I was because it's hard for me to just like you said, man. It's, it's with, with D Block and the Locks. It's more so. Mm. It's just it's Jadakiss that's the one that's like. You know, mm-hmm. the nicest ever. Like Jadakiss to me is top ten in my MCs list. Mm-hmm. But if we just talking about groups though, you gotta give it to Dipset, man. Like both on a right. music standpoint and on cultural standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like Dipset had people wearing pink. He ex- I was just gonna make that point exactly. You know what I'm saying? Wearing a jerseys like one on your shoulder, one side up. <laughs> If the big ass fittings and all that back yeah, then. Yeah, the fittings that cover your ears. Yup, I had a pair or two or three. The big ass shirts and everybody went to gangbang. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, everybody thought it was gangbanging when uh, Dipset was out, man. And like you said, you just talk about spitter versus spitter, man. Mm-hmm. Like Dipset, damn it, they don't have nobody that's 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 uh, that's, uh, that's whack. Uh, I don't know about that one. Who, who's whacking Dipset? I don't like Jim, bro. Jim Jones. He, mm. uh, I'm, not, have, I'm not. But have you heard his new album that came out last year? I purposely didn't hear it because he, he hasn't impressed me and in, in for the longest. Because okay. uh, it, it was funny. Diplomatic immunity. Like if you go back and listen to that tape, right? 
Mm-hmm. Majority of it, I say a good 75% is Cam and um Jewels, bro. And sprinkled with a little bit of Jim Jones here and there. Like he was more he was like Tony Ayo for G Unit. He was more the hype man. Yeah. He, he had like songs here and there. Cause I, in my opinion, he was the weakest. Cause you know, Hell Row was better than him. Freaky sure. was better than him. So Jim Jones to me, I I never thought he could spit like that, and I still don't. But mind you, I did not listen to his, to his last one last year, so I will give you that. I'm, I'm letting you know right now, bro. Mm-hmm. Peep, the, peep that album from last year. Really? That shit is so fire. Really? It does not make any sense. Huh. No lie. Because like I said, I'm, I'm, I, was, I was in the same boat with you, dog. Like, I'm like, Jim Jones is... Eh, but... <laughs> And you know, recently, as of later, he's gotten like a little better. Like he's becoming manageable to listen to, but I still mm-hmm. wouldn't say he's like good, good. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to Joe Joe Button's podcast, and I think he had mm-hmm. mentioned that it just dropped, and he was like, "Man, that that album was crazy." And I was like, "What? This Joe Button saying that?" I'm like, "And Joe Button's like a rap rapper, so I'm like, I don't know." Jim Jones, really? Yeah, he was. He was like, "Man, this album is so New York and summertime New York." And I was like, "Okay." When I pop that mug in, dog. Oh my goodness! Hmm. Listen to the album. He got they got he got heat makers for every record on there. Okay, I'm gonna make sure I listen to it too because I'm not gonna lie. I've never really been impressed with Jim Jones. He had the bit the best thing that he did, and to me, is not all that impressive. Was um I guess we fly high, no mm-hmm. lie. Like it's commercial. Like as far as um like a cohesive album. I personally haven't heard one for him, but if, you, if you're saying the one from last year was good, I'll, I'll check it out. I'm telling you, bro, you will not be disappointed. I promise you, you won't. Like, for sure, you will not. Okay. And see, the the, the other reason I gave it to Dipset is you kind of touched on it. D-Block, like, as far as a group goes, they didn't really put that much material out, in my opinion, in comparison to what Dipset did, like you look through Dipset out, they got like what five, six albums together. Yeah, I think D Block had like two or three. On top of like mixtapes too, like exactly. And the culturally, uh, bro, who else you knew back then in what oh three, early two thousand was rocking paint, bro, and making it hot exactly. with the big ass escalades and all of that, bro. Like it was only Cam and Dipset that like that constructed. How you know the rap game, like how everybody dressing all that. It was it was Fab and Dipset back then, so it wasn't just rap. So I, I gave it to Dipset. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I got you. I agree hundred percent, man. I'm surprised. I thought you was gonna say D Block. You did? Yeah, I was. Because I, I know you do. I know you like Dipset, but I thought because I I know you like Jada as well. So I'm, I'm like, all right, he definitely going with D Block. But you just said it right there, bro. I like Jada. True. You know what I'm saying? True. <laughs> that's, that's why I had to come to the realization because I was like, ah, I don't want to dog Jade out because I, I think he's mm-hmm. better than all of them. But we talk about groups. And it's not here. even close. Yep. Yeah. I think Sheik, though, like, Sheik was slept on, bro. I like Sheik a lot. He was dope. Sheik looped. Yeah. See, I, 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 like, I, like, I like all of them. I like Styles because Styles is a harder sell. Mm-hmm. He just says some hard yep. shit. But it's just, yep. I mean, it is what it is. Damn. All right. Well, we're in, in agreement. I was, I, was, I was ready for an argument, bro. I, I had it ready. <laughs> no, I am no, I'm not. All right, so we we're just talking about Dipset and D Block albums, and uh, it's 2020. It's a uh, end of a uh, era, uh, end of a decade, 
And me personally, when I listen to an artist, I like to listen to the album as a whole and not just one song. So I thought to myself, 2020, what is my favorite album from the past five years? That's from 2015 to 2020. One album that I like better than all of them. <laughs> I'll let you go first. What's your favorite? Oh, so you gonna throw this on me first? Like, come on. <laughs> the alley oop. And that's the that's the opposite of alley. That's a terrible one, man. I mean, you got me in a, you put me on the spot like that? Damn. Uh, oh my god. My, uh, hmm. See, I think I threw you off a little bit because I know you, you, you probably thought I meant like a top five from 2015 to 2020. Yeah, that's what I was thought you meant. But you was like picking five from like the years. So I got like five now. I'm like, shit, now I gotta pick one? Uh because I kind of that kind of helps me out a little bit too because I was struggling between these two bro I'm not even gonna lie there was two albums on there that I'm like damn I don't know if I could pick one over the other now if you want to do the the five to one or you just want to pick one it's up to you um I, I, I'll pick one you go first like I want to hear what you got to say all right well so we're picking one right just one yeah just one right. why <laughs> oh this was hard for me I had a, I went back and I you know went through all the albums that came out 2015 to 2020, and I was surprised at some of the albums that came out in in that era. But after searching, it really came down to just two albums to me, and it's gonna sound very vanilla. If you've been listening to this um, podcast, you, I'm pretty sure you're not gonna be surprised where I go with this, and it's not J Cole surprisingly because my favorite J Cole came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. My two favorite albums that I have to pick to, I'm cheating right now. I'll pick one eventually. It's between, in my opinion, the best, not the best. It's the best Drake album we've had in the you past the five Drake? years. What? Yeah, damn Skippy. That's not my favorite one. That's that's fighting. That is if you're reading this, it's too late. And and Kendrick, damn. Those those are my those are my two. And out of the two, if I had to give it a number one. I think I had to go with Damn because I had this conversation with somebody on Twitter, I think like two, three weeks ago, and I picked Damn over if you're reading this, it's too late. Ooh, you had Drake in the number two spot. Oh, the number two. And, bro, if I would have told you about what my top five is, you would have thought I was crazy. Well, shoot, since, you, since you picked Damn, let me hear the rest uh-huh. of it. Like, what's the top five? All right. Number three, YG Stu Brazy. It's not, I mean, that's, that's, that's cool. That's, that's a good album. Really, because I'm surprised you said that because not too many people I know listen to YG. So I was expecting you to say, man, YG who? No, no, and, no um, I, mean, I, I respect mm-hmm. it. Like, even though I don't listen to it, I heard it and I was like, okay, I can, I, I can recognize. Nah, it, it's a fire album. In my opinion, I'm going to say that for, you know what? I'm going to say that for, for another topic because I got something to say about YG. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and I also had uh, ASAP Rocky, Long Live, um, ASAP. Yes, that album is Hard Body Boy. Fire. Fire finish. I love that album. So that's like three and four. Like that's my top four. And that number five, ugh, I was struggling. I had um schoolboy schoolboy Q crash, but that's not my favorite one. Not crash. I'm talking. I'm not crash. Uh, blank face. Yeah, yes, blank that face. That album is hard. Blank face. Yep. That's my top, that's my five right there. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um. So see. let me rehash that so people can listen. Number one, I had Kendrick. Damn. And even though this is, <laughs> to, I know To Pimp a Butterfly came out in 2015, so it does qualify, but I'm going to keep it a buck with you. 
I have not listened to that album in and probably since 2016. No, I can see it's that a, though because I, I feel like Damn is a better listen. Than, exact. Uh, that's exactly what I was about to say. To Pepper Butterfly, probably more meaningful. It's uh, it's definitely a classic. Like subject matter is fantastic, but as far as replayability, bro, it it had little to none in my opinion. So yeah, damn. Mm-hmm. And I, I put Drake. If you're reading this, it's too late. Is because psh, that's five years ago, and Drake has came nowhere near that. And I, I think you said that's your favorite <laughs> Drake album, right? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. So he he's come nowhere near that in five years. And then um, <laughs> YG still brazy fire album. Uh, Long live ASAP at number four, and um, Blank Face with uh, Schoolboy Q at number five. Those are my that's my five right there. What about you? Ah, my number one. Mm -hmm. If I have to choose one album, it would have to be. I gotta hear this. It got. It's gotta be Hove, man. Uh, four forty-four. Really? Yeah. If I had to choose just one. In the whole five years. Well, yeah, I gotta choose that one. I got love. To me, just for one to see Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Grown Jay Z, and this is a this is a Jay Z we never saw before. Mm-hmm. You know, actually giving up his personal, you know, giving you him his story and how he feeling. Like I think that's crazy, and I think it's good for hip hop to show that you don't always have to be a tough guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like the beats, man, like that's just like some ah, it's just classic like hip hop. Just like oh yeah, I agree. Like uh, what's that record he got with um Mossy Me? Oh my goodness! Like <laughs> that beat just comes on. Some 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 alpaca, nine millimeter went man. His flow is on all them joints, man. Like see other niggas playing football in the future with your son, like that was, that was disrespectful, bro. That was disrespectful. I mean, future disrespectful nigga. Though, so I mean, he kind of he kind of deserved it. But anyway, no, um, that's true. But. Yeah, I, I just love that whole album. Like, it, it's my short. skin is black. Yes, yeah. It, it's it's so much content that's put in there as far as the messaging, mm-hmm. and then Jay still proving why he's one of the the, the greatest rappers ever. He's still wrapping circles true. around everybody, every verse like bars, bars, bars. So I'm gonna have to go with that one. It's number one. Yeah, that's definitely in my top ten easily. Now I'm not letting you get off the hook. I I picked my five. And I'm pretty sure you got a five ready. What's the oh, rest yeah, of yours? Sure. Um, so I said Jay is number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's hard for me to pick. Uh, kind of, I got six in a sense because it's hard for me to choose. The number two. You can do an honorable, honorable mention if you want. All right. Yeah. So number two is between both Pusha T albums. I don't really know which Ooh. one is before the other. Like, because I love Darkest Before mm-hmm. Dawn. Fire. And I love Daytona. Like fire Daytona was see, I'm gonna cut you off real quick. The only reason there's one reason I did not put Daytona in my top five is because that's an EP, in my opinion. That's I, I can't consider what five tracks a, a, an album, bro. It's fair, fair enough, fair enough. I, mm-hmm. I could but, go on. That, but, it's, but it's just packed with so much content, man. Like that is true. Push, push, just man, one of my favorites. So I, I can't figure out which one I like more, Darkest Before mm-hmm. Dawn or Day, because Darkest Before Dawn just has some joints on there. They're like uh, three mm-hmm. crosses. Uh, the intro just pops off. Leah conscious at the door. We didn't mm-hmm. hit the monsters on the floor. 
a street for the trap lords and niggas playing in the white like blackboards. So it's between those two albums. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I'll say two and three is those two. And then four is Blank Face, Schoolboy Q. Okay. Yep. And um, number five, I don't know if people don't know who this dude is, but K Tronada, man. Like, he dropped an I've album heard you. last mm-hmm. year, and this shit is just fantastic, man. Uh, um, Bubba. I think that's how it's pronounced, but yeah, it's just it's just mm-hmm. a fantastic album. Like that's is it slaps so hard, and I love the album. Hmm. And uh, so I guess the honorable mention would be ASAP too. Um, with Long Live ASAP, yeah, yeah, that that album was fire, bro. Oh it's my god, me. like ASAP to Easily. me with that one showed people like, no, he I can rap, rap, like I can really, yep. really rap and craft an album. If you think I can't, so mm-hmm. th- yeah, th- those are my uh, that those those are mine. And my number one. I'll do my recap for y'all. Number one is Ho, Full 44. Number two and three are Darkest Before Dawn and Daytona from Push. Uh, number four is Blank Face. Number five is Keishonada, Bubba. And honorable mention is ASAP. Mm-hmm. Along with ASAP. Well, if I'm going to do an honorable mention, then uh, KOD from J. Cole is mine. You know I had to sneak that in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, I know you the Cole guy. I had to. Yeah, I didn't want to be biased. I'm like, uh, with all these tapes that came out, KOD, then it, it it couldn't crack my top five, bro. That was, I found way better ones than that. Yeah, KOD's a good album too, though. Yo, without a doubt, that's a fire list we got there. So, all right, so still on the music theme of things, and uh, we every podcast I ask you this: what you've been listening to recently? It's been two weeks, so I know you're probably listening to something new. So, what's on your playlist recently? What you got in rotation? Um, I've been listening to that Nas album heavier ever since we really, talked, yeah, we spoke about it. Like, mm-hmm. my my love for that album just continues to grow. I think it's like, I think it's a, I honestly think it's a masterpiece, bro. <laughs> like, I I remember I gave that song with Lil Dirt, you know, some slack. Yeah, listening to it now within sequel to the album, I, I I like it a lot. Like, so really, yeah, like I don't mind it, you know. And it's just you know. It, like I said, I think it's where I'm at in my life. You know, Nas talking all this king and queen stuff. It just really resonates with me. Like, you know, it's motivational to mm-hmm. not only us brothers to respect our queens, but, you know, the queens to stand up too. Like, I just love what Nas is talking right now. So I've been bumping that heavily. Okay. And my boy, my boy, my boy from my hometown, Familiar Max, he just dropped an album um, last Friday called Weekend Affairs 2. Mm-hmm. And it is super duper fire. Like, super fire. If you listen to it, y- y'all listen to it, you will not be disappointed at all. Mm-hmm. What's that again? What's it called? It's called Weekend Affairs 2. And the Weekend artist Affairs. is Familiar Max. Like, fire. Mm-hmm. Like, super dope. I'm always down for new music. Yeah, it's kind of got like a uh, upbeat, kind of trappish vibe to it, but the boy mm-hmm. can rap. So, you, you know, it's, it's, it's bars. I mean, my man said... Uh, Last off, I can still get passport, take a field trip, like fire. Like I'm telling you. So I've been listening to those two albums, like uh, pretty much for the last two weeks. What about you? Um, because of you know the Dipset uh, D Block topic, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I've been listening to a little more Dipset than I normally have, which is hey, you know welcome to my, my, my <laughs> exactly. So uh, diplomatic immunity, I listened to one two over again. 
But I'm going to throw a curveball to you. I don't know why I was in the mood um, this past week. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, you ever heard of Burner Boy? Yeah, yeah, I know Burner Boy. Yeah, so um, I listened to his one of his one of the best albums that came out, I think, last year. African uh, Giant. Whew. Fire. I don't know if you heard that tape. No, I ain't heard it. But like I said, I know he is. You, you on your island? You, you on your, uh, your your vacation vibe, bro? Like, what you, you know, he, here and there, bro, I got to get away from 2020, bro. It's been that crazy of a year, so. Okay, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but nah, I, I, I listen to that, you know, he, you know, even though I don't understand some words he'd be saying, because, you know, he's speaking in his <laughs> native thug, yeah, <laughs> but that's no different than, <laughs> it's no difference than listening to a young thug, young thug album, bro. I don't know what he, yeah, yeah. I don't know what he'd be saying, so. Nah, I don't even, like, I'd be like, what is this boy talking about? But it sound good. Exactly. Bro. Nah, that's, it, it hit though. So yeah, those two are what I've been listening to recently. Where, where, so, you know, with the closing out. You know, we wanna, mm-hmm. you know, we we've been uh listening to. We gotta ask you. I gotta ask you what you've been watching, whether whether it be mm. TV or movies or whatever. What you been watching? Okay, so <clears throat> I watched this off recommendation from two people. Um, one dude that we're both cool with, uh, Darian, Mister Cry, um, laugh now, cry later. Oh yeah, cry yeah. now, left. Yeah, he recommended um, and what's his name? Musa Risk uh, on Twitter, he they both recommended the devil all the time. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I had I had to I had to give it a watch. I heard all the hype and um on Twitter and all of that. So you know I, I watched it. That's what that's that's what I watched this weekend. <laughs> that's it. You're not gonna say like no no, no no no. I I had to pause so I had because I had to compose myself because. <laughs> Cause this movie, you haven't watched it yet, right? No. I, I honestly, I don't even know if I could recommend this movie to you. Cause this movie is out there, boy, boy, oh boy, it is a dark film, bro. Holy shit! <laughs> I watched. <laughs> I'm thinking like, okay, what else? Nah, I had to compose my thoughts, bro. Cause just trying to, cause how how this film is 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 you know brought to you. Have you seen Crash? The movie yeah, crash. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know how everything is intertwined and connected. Mm-hmm. It's somewhat a bootleg version of that, just mm-hmm. not done okay. as well. And but like the storytelling is non-linear and all that. But um, what was cool to see, and it, and it was kind of good and bad at the same time, was Tom Holland. You know, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, seeing him in such a grown-up more adult role bro because he he was doing some stuff in this film bro this was (laughs) this this is the farthest you could go from a disney i'm not saying marvel disney um spider-man film that he was doing some stuff but i felt like that hindered him a little bit because i couldn't get tony i mean peter parker out of my like i seen him on seeing him in screen like all i kept seeing was like all right bam yo peter parker going in right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah uh you know my boy robert pattinson that dude bro i've never seen somebody more committed like don't get me wrong he's not my favorite actor like i love leonardo denzel you know um i like brad pitts guys like that but robert pattinson when he's in like he is so committed bro to a role like in this one he has a com- bro 
I thought it was dubbed. Like when he was talking, I didn't even realize that was his voice, bro. He, he uses a complete different accent. It's, mm. it's crazy to me. Yeah, but uh, that's what I watched this weekend. And it's, bro, it is a dark movie. Like there's, <laughs> there's, there's nobody in there you could root for, bro. There's, there's like, man, whoever um, wrote this film, yo, they need to check themselves in, bro. Because they, they got to twist their mind. <laughs> It's like, so like, it like that, bro. Like, like, so, oh my god! Like, like one family goes through so much trauma, bro, and it does not let up, bro. It's so crazy. Oh yeah, so it's, but I, it's like a real bad time to just. Oh watch. my! Oh my god! But it's it's a decent film. It's not bad by any any means, you know. Netflix, you know, they've been hit and miss with me. They had the old guard and some other throwaway movies. Power, what was it? That was Power, right? The Jimmy Fox yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have some other throwaway movies, but this one, um, it, it's it's decent. It's not bad. Like I said, I like, I did like how everything was connected, but I felt like they overdid it in some aspects. Some characters, or some like they had no business. Like they they try to, oh look, they're connected, but it in reality it doesn't really make much sense. But mm, it was okay. it was just you know decent film. I personally would not recommend it to you, but you know if you do end up watching it, don't blame me. <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't, I don't even watch it. Yeah. So, what did you watch this weekend or this past? Um, so now I'm, I'm I'm finally kind of trying to understand how to do this segment, right? Because you know, before mm-hmm. now I just be spewing off stuff at the top of my head, like what what did I watch? But mm-hmm. I keep forgetting, like when I watch movies, I log them on Letter D, um, Letterbox. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Let, let me look and see what I logged since we our last podcast. So this is what I I got um, now. Keep in mind, people, you listening, and even you can have a. Um, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't recommend any of these movies <laughs> like, <laughs> because I'm a dude that like I don't mind watching like a, a B-roll horror movie, like you know the, the joints that's like bad but watchable. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really mind watching those, so that's what all of these are, but except one. So I watched this movie called Mothman, where it's you know this group of. Pretty much, it's a bootleg version of "I Know What You Did Last Summer," except it has something spiritual involved with, with the Mothman. Um, okay, it's not good, but I just watched it <laughs> for the hell of it. Uh, I watched this movie called Scarehouse, which another B-roll movie. It's about these uh, pretty much a killer uh, sorority in a sense. I I, for those who do want to check it out, I'm not going to spoil too much for it, but it's about it's surrounding a killer sorority. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that's been done before, but wasn't half bad. Uh, this other movie, which I definitely don't recommend, called Bad Apples, man. Not good at all, man. Like, it's gracious. It's just not good. I'm not even going to explain it. It just isn't good. Um, this one, surprisingly, B roll movie again, is called mm-hmm. Tales from the Crib American Nightmares. Tales like an- from the Crib. Mm-hmm. Why does that sound it- familiar? It has Denny, was it name? Denny Trejo? Yeah, he's in it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's pretty much an anthology horror movie where, uh, you know, a bunch of different short stories wrapped in, you know, wrapped into one of the main story. And I will say it was pretty interesting because they took some, some stereotypes and like flipped them on its head. Like, uh, what's one I can think of? Like it showed this racist family. They tried to like uh, build this alternate universe you know machine to go to an alternate universe where there's no black people mm-hmm. and they end up showing up at this 
in this new you know reality thinking they got away and then the people see you know him his his wife and daughter and they're like the blacks and then the cops come running up and they're all like what we're not black we're not black and they end up shooting the mom and the daughter mm-hmm. and they're like but we're not black why'd you kill us and he's like no we're not talking about black skin black hair anybody with black hair is bad and we kill them and they threw him in jail for being married like it's a bunch of stories like that where they flip something on his head and while it's not great it was pretty interesting to watch i was like oh okay this is this they tried at least you know what i'm saying like mm. so in the last movie i did watch over this past weekend was antebellum mm, yes yes oh boy <laughs> taking that deep breath okay that's not that's never a good sign yeah, it's not, man. Damn, so the reviews were are actually spot on this time. Yeah, they were. Like I don't Damn. I don't I don't even want to review it because I'm like <laughs> this movie's getting that dumped bad. on. This movie's getting uh-huh. dumped on already. And it's like I don't want to add to it, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a black story. I'm like, ah, I wanna root for you, but mm-hmm. I don't recommend anybody seeing that, like I can't yeah, I'm seeing the trailer though it looks so like unique and different and see it is until a certain point man it's just like mm-hmm. I, I do a slight review of what I think is wrong it's just it's just too many loose ends that never get answered for mm-hmm. one that's like the biggest problem I will that's say one of my sh- yeah it made me aggravate the shit out of me the whole time I'm just like but but what why are they all of a sudden doing this when they mm-hmm. were doing that the entire movie where the hell is everybody else while this is going on? Mm. And it's a lot of that that goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's, it's shot beautifully. So, you know, the opening sequence, I was like, oh, this is about to be ill. Like, are, are people, is this another BVS situation where people don't really get it? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> they're saying it's terrible, but it's really not. But, mm. nah, it's just, it's just not. Damn. That's a bummer. Because I was, because I was, uh, you know, I was, I was on the fence about it. Some people told me it was good. Some, you know, some people said it wasn't good. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, maybe I'll give it a chance. The premise looks very unique. Never seen anything like it, but damn. Yeah, like stuff like exposition explaining a big chunk of things that should have actually I been hate shown. That. Like mm-hmm. the very, like, you know, during the third act, one of the uh, one of the antagonists just literally <laughs> says like three lines to sum up everything. I'm just like, come on. That's so lazy. I, oh yeah. God. I hate when movies do that, man. Like just, mm-hmm. just. Well, I'm doing this because da, 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 da. I'm like, well, we wanted to see why and who, but you just said it. Like, okay, I'm just gonna pass by everything and just say it. Huh? Well, I guess I won't be watching that this weekend. Yeah, don't, don't, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Damn, that's a bummer. Yeah, serious bummer. I thought it was gonna be great, man. Right. Mm-hmm. Well. But, so like it's that. about that time. Yep, yep, yep. It's about that time. It's the end of episode five, installment five of the film wrap up. And of yeah. course, I am one of your hosts, the film fiend and um, the rap nerd. I'm, you got something to say, so I'll let you go. Yeah, yeah. Before we get out of here, man, I just want to shout out you know a few people um, on Twitter that have been day one down with the podcast. I'm talking like requoting, you know, with. Mm-hmm. Uh, telling us how you feel 
or just replying like yo you know being you know with, with, with critique or even just retweeting like these people we want to just shout y'all out right quick man um yeah first on the list is agent relic on twitter shout out to you my guy you be on my ass you be on both our asses really 24 7 he tried me too a couple weeks ago yeah he you be on our behinds but you know what i like it because it it, it allows us to like you know i it's a whip snapper in a sense of like let's get it together uh so yep. you know we, we can get it going so shout out to you my dude um again you mentioned him earlier darren mm-hmm. laugh now uh cry later good dude man always willing Solid. to you know share his thoughts uh requote you know with a tweet like all of that i just solid man solid dude yeah mad at interactive love it yeah um next on that list uh is liz always giving us support uh mm-hmm. shout out to you. you you even came to my watch party and i appreciate that a lot like supporting both of us for anything so shout yep. out to her. since day one been super supportive mm-hmm. uh shout out also to uh leona she always you know replies back mm-hmm. um whether it be just like I love the podcast or a fist sign to letting us know we're doing our thing. She, she yeah. always supports, so shout out to her. And last but not least, my man Agreed. P. Uh, Philip, same way, same dude. He just like we quotes is like, yo, I'm I like this idea, I like that you're talking about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, day one, always, man. So just wanted to shout you five out. We let you know we appreciate y'all for, you know, always holding us down every episode. Yeah, I couldn't say that any better myself. Like, just, um, you know, taking the time, listening to us talk for, like, an hour, hour and a half. I mean, everybody has busy lives nowadays. So, just thank you. We definitely appreciate it, without a doubt. Yeah, praying emoji. <laughs> there you go. All that. But um, if that's it. Yeah. Yo, my man. That's uh, all. Mm-hmm. I about to just tell you have a have a good night and like what you got what you got going up you got anything um popping up no what am i gonna do i'm just, i need to catch up on the boys i didn't i haven't even started season two yet bro oh you went for a treat you you caught up you oh, watch yeah. all of it yeah yeah i'm on uh, right. whatever latest episode is it's, it's good like phew, so good that's on my to-do list i haven't even seen one second of the second season and i love the first one so i gotta mm-hmm. that's that's probably what i'm gonna catch up on yeah, this one takes some time. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've been hearing. I can't wait. Yeah, so um, there you go. That's episode two and episode five, installment five of the film wrap up. You can follow me and all social media platforms simply at Film Fiends. And um, where can they find you? Oh, the rap nerd on anything. You type that in, mm-hmm. you'll find me. Yes, sir. And once again, thank you for listening. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Be careful. Yes. Yeah, it's not over. So, everyone have a good night. Night, peace out. Yup. Film wrap up. They wanna know. We tell them once and they still ask us. But the people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup. We never chill, ask them. When they come to film wraps, bro, we keep it real, that's yeah. us. It don't matter whether early or late, we still make the scoop. Even though we on digital, we keep it real, they shoot. Bro, we ill with it too, so you know the deal with the truth. We know this field isn't cute, but we got them social skills like the troops. <laughs> we had discussions about each of the stars. Our opinion may just leave you in awe. We may talk about the box office numbers and see which movie really beat up the charts. Drama filled, genre films, boom, bap, down the track, rap. Treat the door like a snack pack. We
We on our back like a knapsack. Film fiend and a rap nerd. We mean our exact words. Can't forget about the comic side. Guaranteed to make the comics rise. Shout out to all of the listeners. Showing love to my guy and I. We just been doing our job for sure. Putting in work like a nine to five. This is the film wrap up. They want to know. We tell them once and they still ask us. The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup We never chill, ask them When they come to film raps, bruh We keep it real, that's us This is the film wrap-up They wanna know, we tell them once and they still ask us That the people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup We never chill, ask them When they come to film raps, bruh We keep it real, that's us